are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a January 16th Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer and editor at LeBron Wire, part of the USA Today NBA Wire sites, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and your host here of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. It's a Tuesday. We didn't have one immediately after the game on Sunday, so we'll talk about that. Then we will look ahead to tonight's matchup against the Phoenix Suns at home with the Blazers. And uh, yesterday was a holiday, a big day in the NBA for Martin Luther King Day. And big slate of games. The Blazers were not one of the teams, however, that were involved in that. But they did play on Sunday in Minnesota in a big game that uh, for, you know, potential playoff matchup potential playoff uh you know matchup could happen in the playoffs but as we sit here we waited for those games to finish up on monday on martin luther king jr day and we have a new western conference standings to talk about the portland trailblazers currently find themselves outside of the playoffs as it stands right now they are in ninth place at 22 and 21 there are three teams at 22 and 21, Portland, Denver, and then the Los Angeles Clippers, who have won five games in a row, are really rolling and uh, beating the Houston Rockets last night at home in Chris Paul's return to L.A. And things also got interesting uh, after the game in Los Angeles, apparently uh, a little bit of an altercation between you know, an NBA altercation. So not a fight, but just like they confronted each other in the locker room, apparently. Uh, and that was a very newsworthy story that popped up after the game last night. But the Clippers are feeling good about themselves. They're winning games. They're doing it without Patrick Beverly. They're doing it with a bunch of guys from the G League, basically. And the Blazers are now behind them in the standings. And the Blazers are really in a not great spot right now and tonight they play the phoenix suns and if they lose that one that's uh sound the alarms that's you know that that's a defcon that's a defcon level i know i talked about it after that kenzano column but uh i you know if they lose to phoenix tonight you know then then we really start talking about about things are the sky is falling because they're in ninth place right now, and they are still just a game and a half out of fifth place. So it is kind of a tight bunch, but one of these teams is going to be on team out, and Portland could very well be that. And it seems like that is the Western Conference that's taking shape right now. Utah has really fallen off. They just haven't been able to get wins. They had some injuries that have hurt, and... All those things coming together have really hurt them. And now it's kind of a nine-team field in the Western Conference as we're past the halfway mark. And 
Portland right now with the way that they've played, and this is probably a sign of things to come, is that you know you have one bad week now, you could end up outside of the playoff race, and 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 that seems like the type of Western Conference finish that we're looking at. And Portland was unable to get a win in the final game of their road trip on Monday night or Sunday night, excuse me, against Minnesota. They got blown out in the second quarter, and they made some comeback attempts they they got it down they got it down to about 11 uh in the fourth quarter looking like they made it a game looking like it would be interesting but ultimately the Timberwolves just could not be stopped Portland's defense which has played a lot of good offenses lately has just not been able to get stops in the same way that they had earlier in the season their defense has not uh just it just hasn't been there in the same way that it has for most of the year and that is probably also a concern here moving forward I think the Blazers are just in a tough spot trying to figure it out they've had good defensive games uh, throughout the season but I will say that their schedule probably made it a little bit harder for them to have good defensive games recently and their defensive rating in January has been 112 so that's in eight games in January that's awful that that's legitimately really really bad their defense was not quite as good but not so bad in December but their offense didn't really have it going I mean the good news I guess for Portland is that their offense has gotten going in this stretch but their offense has not been to a level that they've been able to overcome their bad defense over this time. And Portland's offensive rating has almost been 111, which is really good, but they've been giving up 112 points per 100 possessions. They have not been, they just haven't been doing what they need to do to win games, but the equation is changing a little bit. They've been scoring more, but now the defense is slipping and this road trip against four teams that are probably going to all be in the playoffs was tough on that number. And Portland isn't the only one going through struggles right now. Denver is also in a rough patch at the moment. They just lost to Atlanta at home. Uh, they have had some bad moments. Mike Malone, the coach of the Nuggets, has called them out for saying that you know the the Nuggets are talking out of both sides of their mouth. So. The struggles are, are, are going around here. Oklahoma City, uh, they're doing a little bit better. But this is I think this is going to be the ebb and flow of the season here is we're going to have good weeks. We're going to have bad weeks here for all these five teams that are in the mix for these final four spots. And I I don't see that changing suddenly. I don't, I don't see one of these teams at this point. I don't see one of these teams completely breaking away from the pack and stealing that fifth place spot. I'm not really seeing it. You know, Portland has been very inconsistent. The Thunder, very inconsistent. The Clippers, they just got healthy, but they're also relying on a lot of G-leaguers and call-ups and, and a bunch of guys that, you know, haven't really done it at the NBA level. And then the Pelicans, you know, they don't have any wing players. Cousins and, and, and Davis are, you know, they can win games, but... Uh, you know, it's not as if they have the most reliable team and, and cousins has also never even made the playoffs. So this is not necessarily, uh, an impossible hill for the Blazers to climb, but I 
this is going to be the mix all season long, and there's a chance Portland could miss the playoffs. So uh, this is a, a really interesting juncture in the season, and they didn't finish the road trip off well. They lost at Houston, they lost at New Orleans, and then they lost at Minnesota after a, a really great win in Oklahoma City, which you know really got the the road trip started off on the right foot. They just could not build off of that they just were unable to kind of capitalize and 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 Portland has just not been able to have it all come together lately in the way that they need it to 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 reel off some games and get that fifth seed which is what is possible but at this point I think it's going to be a battle all season long and and they just got to avoid stretches like the one they just had where they lose three games in a row because you lose three in a row, you can find yourself from fifth place where the Blazers were on the road trip. Now, before they play Phoenix, they're in ninth. So this is kind of the the flow of the season, I think it's going to be. And they they really missed an opportunity on this trip to win some games. I think the New Orleans game is probably the one that they should have had, the one that they, they can look back on and say, hey, we could have had that, I think, also – they, they can make an argument that had they not played so poorly in the second quarter of the game against Minnesota, maybe they can have that one back on the flip side. I don't know if anybody was beating Minnesota on Sunday, given uh, the the reaction, the vibe, the, the karmic sports things that were happening in Minnesota. It would have been a little weird for them to also lose the basketball game after having uh, such an incredible miraculous finish to the football game where the Vikings uh, made it to the NFC championship. So uh, maybe you look at the Minnesota and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really have to do with the NBA per se, but I feel like I believe in the, you know, the, the, the spiritual karmic sports forces, you know, putting that one in the win column for Minnesota and Portland now uh, in a really difficult spot that they've got to, really really bring it over the next second half of the season hitting into the all-star break that's going to be their first real break and the games don't really slow down until then so uh they have got a couple of winnable games at home and you know if they don't take care of business on this homestand this is going to be one of those homestands that we look at kind of like the ones earlier in the season and say hey what what's going on and looking at this homestand we have three games here at the Moda Center over the next week. And the Blazers have a game every other day at this point when they're at home. And they're going to have a game pretty much every other day between now and the All-Star break. So uh, buckle up. This is going to be a lot of games, a lot of tough ones. And the schedule after this week, it really doesn't get that much easier. So Tonight, on Tuesday, they're hosting the Phoenix Suns. They may be without Shabazz Napier, who is questionable with a back strain. It apparently tightened up on him against the Timberwolves and made it so he could not finish that game. So we'll see if Shabazz is able to go. Uh, That probably will mean more time for Harkless and and Connaughton and and, and those guys and and more of the playmaking onus will be on CJ uh, on those second units. But uh, Phoenix tonight, uh, a bad team, a young team, a team that Portland should take care of, a team that the Blazers beat down on the first game of the season by 
30 something points i forget now it was a long time ago it was back in october but they they won that game by a considerable margin and that was without cj who is suspended uh for that game for a preseason thing so the suns at home tonight that game is going to be on nba tv if you live outside the portland area you can watch that there otherwise it's going to be comcast as it normally is here in portland but the phoenix suns that should be a game that the blazers take care of the suns are terrible uh they're super young they can get hot they can play hard they did they beat the uh i remember you know they've had some wins you know they they beat the wizards earlier this year in washington they have some guys that can score they have booker they have tj warren they have some solid players on this team but if you can focus in on those guys and kind of cut those guys off, then you can uh, – You, I think it's a recipe for success against the Suns, something that they should be able to take care of. But, again, if they lose this one tonight, I think that's when the panics – the panicking really is going to start. That's when the, the columns and the takes are going to fly because – and the trades, all the fake trades are going to come out if they lose this one because Phoenix is really bad, as I mentioned. And then midweek – or on Thursday, excuse me, it's Tuesday, the holiday did throw me off, they've got Indiana, who uh, has been a good offensive team this season, they they have done well on that end, they've been a difficult team to play against, and that's not an easy game, uh, Oladipo has been probably the front runner for most improved player for Indiana, Sabonis has had a really solid sophomore season with the Pacers and they've been able to survive not having Miles Turner for a while it has been difficult for them they're not as high up in the standings as they were earlier in the season but they're going to test that Blazers defense their offense has been really solid all season long Portland should be able to score on these guys but uh, Indiana uh, the East is better this year and uh, Indiana is one of those reasons is one of the reasons why the East is better this year because those teams at the bottom of the Eastern Conference playoff picture are just a little bit more solid, a little bit more put together, and a little bit more consistent. And 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 the Pacers, I've seen them three times at the very least this season because they played the Cavs three times because I watched those games for LeBron Wire, and I've seen the Pacers offhand a couple more times because they've just been fun to watch. And and so you wouldn't expect that from a a Nate McMillan coach team being what we saw here in Portland with his, his the isolation basketball that they played with the Brandon Roy, LaMarcus Aldridge teams. But uh, this team has a free-flowing offense. They move the ball. Oladipo has been a star. And Indiana is going to be uh, a really tough game. And I think probably their toughest on this homestand on Thursday with the Pacers coming to town. So that is going to be another one where Portland's offense or defensive rating, excuse me, probably isn't going to be helped out by that. Uh, and as I mentioned, I just wanted, before we continue on to the rest of the homestand, I just, I did want to call attention to the fact that they did play some really good offenses. I mean, you're looking at the Hawks who have an average offense, even though they're terrible, the Bulls who had been playing great offense at the time, the Cavs, who are one of the best offenses in the league, the Hawks again, the Spurs, who are routinely one of the best offenses, Oklahoma City, who has been off and on, but they've been playing better offense as of late, so there's another good offense, the Rockets, who are the second best offense in the league, uh, right up there with Golden State, the Pelicans, and then the Timberwolves, so so you have 
a bunch of teams. So no matter how, I know that there's been a lot of discussion about uh, Portland's defense backsliding. It was going to backslide with this schedule. So this is why I like to talk about statistics. I'm a big fan of advanced statistics, and I think it's something that we need to talk about a lot. But there's always contextual factors that help clarify what those stats are actually saying. And I think what the Portland's poor defensive rating is actually saying is they've played some really good offensive teams. They have not brought it in this at the same level, but I also do think it might have been a little might have been a little ambitious to assume that they were just going to be able to hold a a sub 100 defensive rating the whole season. So, uh, and right now it's kind of catching up with them against the teams that they're playing against that are good offenses. And most of them are in the Western conference. And then they've played, you know, Cleveland, who's the three time defending Eastern conference champions. So they've got Indiana coming to town on Thursday, uh, and Indiana has been really solid. I just mentioned Cleveland. They beat Cleveland three times this season. So Portland uh, has got to be ready for the Pacers, who will run and gun and uh, look to to shoot the ball, and and they, they, they play a really fun style. So they have the Pacers on Thursday. Then on Saturday night, they host the Mavericks, who... They they stay competitive. You know they're not a good team. They don't have a lot of great. Uh, they don't have a lot of great players really at this point. But they will stay in the game. Carlisle can coach and 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 they can keep things interesting enough to the point where Portland needs to take that game seriously. Wesley Matthews always comes to play when he comes back to Portland. So the Mavericks game. Uh, not, I wouldn't say the easiest game on the schedule, but a game that they can definitely win and and one that they need to take care of. So they have two sub-500 Western Conference teams coming in, and then they have the Pacers, who uh, are w- looking like they're going to make the playoffs in the East. So this is a very important homestand for Portland because, once again, after they finish this, they're heading back out onto the road for the rest of the month, pretty much. They're going to be off and on. They're going to Denver, then they're back home against Minnesota, then they have a two-game trip to Dallas and L.A., then they have a one-game at home, then they're back on the road. So the the Blazers, this is the last time that they're going to be home for an extended period for a little while now. So they really need to take care of business with this homestand. Phoenix, Indiana, Dallas, and we'll, we'll see what happens. But if they don't, I think with the trade deadline coming up on, on February 8th, I believe it is, there's going to be a lot of decisions that are going to be made shortly for the Blazers. And I think this homestand, whether they can take care of business against these teams and stay in the thick of the playoff race, I think is really going to inform what the team does at the trade deadline, because I think it is, it is an important trade deadline and uh, we'll see what happens with them. Because you know you got a lot of guys in in a contract year. You got Nurkic, Vonleh, Ed Davis, uh, and it's it's going to be some some big decisions here. But I think if Portland is able to hold serve at home, I think maybe they might have more impetus to keep the team together. But I think this this home stand this week is going to tell us a lot. So that starts tonight, Tuesday night at the Moda Center against the Phoenix Suns. 
and they'll continue against the Pacers and Mavericks for the rest of the week. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe, tell your friends, leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back with you to talk about the Phoenix game and whether it's time to panic or not. Until then, 